is up, Cardboard Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Thanks for hanging out with us this evening. We're thrilled that you took some time out of your evening to join us. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, Ivan Lovgren. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic tonight, Rob. It's going to be a great show. We've also got multiple live sports going on in the background right now. So if you hear me screaming, it's because the Cubs are creaming the Pirates. If you hear James, our producer, screaming, it's because the Minnesota Timberwolves are creaming the Memphis Grizzlies. Barely. Well, I'm saying <laughs> if you start screaming, that would be why. Yeah, but um, I mean, the Cubs are only up 3-2 right now, too. But all that to say, we've got a ton of product to rip as well. We've got one of my favorite people in the hobby joining us for a hobby interview tonight. I couldn't be better, Rob. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Yeah, we got a big show tonight. Um, as always, always um, a big show. But uh, let's let's dive right into our hobby poll. And we'll just, um, without further ado, as they say, uh, we kick things off every week with the Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll. And this week, we wanted to know... With many of us experiencing the effects of unprecedented inflation for the first time in our adult lives, how is it impacting your hobby budget and purchases? And your choices were still spending the same, actually spending more, spending less, spending a lot less. 167 people voting in already before we went live. And... Um, no surprise, really, uh, 37.1% spending less, 28.1% sending a lot less. So that's 65.2% spending less or a lot less. 293 though, saying that they're still spending the same and actually 5.4% actually spending more. So we want to hear from you. If you haven't weighed in already, please do so. Yeah, I want to uh, see that get to like 300 votes because I still feel like it's a little low to really apply law of large numbers. So okay. retweet it while you're there. So let's double that up and retweet it. But uh, Twitter's important. You tell them why, Ivan. Yeah, so you may have seen another tweet that we put out about the show just a few minutes ago. And that tweet says, hey, come on in and win stuff, right? Come on in and hear Ty from Breaker Culture. Well, if you want to win stuff from the products that we rip later, you have to follow us on Twitter, and we do the giveaways through Twitter. So the poll is there to warm you up, get you used to clicking over to Twitter, GTS Live, get you used to pressing buttons while watching the show. But hey, guess what? I've actually got an, a bonus giveaway Rob informed me that our encased hit from last week, this is another reason why we give the prizes to people that watch the whole show. The winner that we drew did not claim it last week for the Michael Carter out of encased. So that's a bonus giveaway. And the way that you enter to win that is by retweeting the tweet that went out just a few minutes ago with the live link to the Twitch broadcast. So only those of you who know about that will be entered to win that one. So you've got way better odds. So that's our little reward to you for watching the show following our, our two little steps of go to Twitter, click this, you do that, you'll be entered to win. And somebody at the end of the tonight is going to win a Michael Carter encased auto, I believe numbered to just 10. Is that right, Rob? Uh, it was yeah. low numbered, wasn't it? Yeah. Tens. Beautiful. One of 10. Ooh. 
eBay one of one. We love those around here. <laughs> Just because it always gives us a chance to giggle at silliness. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. So we are going to be joined in a few minutes by uh, someone that Ivan and I are both big fans of in the hobby, Ty Wilson, the founder of Breaker Culture and the Bench Clear Media Network. Um, and you may be familiar with um, something that he's working on currently, and that's what we're going to talk about. But if you haven't, watch this. The history of sports cards goes back over 100 years. We are on the pursuit to find the biggest and most interesting sports card collections hiding in basements and attics across the United States. Join us as we travel the large interstates and the narrow unpaved roads and pull out all of the stops in our journey to continue chasing car. All right, so today we are here in the big state of Texas and we are looking for big cards and hopefully some big collections. We have some things lined up. Oh. I love the smell of vintage. Came in, I was able to get this 1963 Mickey Mantle. Since you still buy cards, what's what's kind of your current take on the sports card market? So tell me a little bit about the cards. I mean, yeah, I sure. can't wait to dig into these with you. How did you get the collection in? So is this a combination of you buying over the course of the last two decades? He was going around and doing what I do now, and that's buying collections. How long did that take? Two and a half hours? Two and a half hours <laughs> later, huh? All right, so that is a look, a teaser at Chasing Cardboard. And so we're going to bring in Ty Wilson to talk about what looks like it's going to be must-see viewing. Ty, thanks for hanging out with Ivan and Rob on GoGTS Live, the Hobbies web show for a little bit. How are you, sir? What's up? How are you both? Um, we're doing good. This is a, a long overdue um, pleasure and treat. Um, I don't know why it's taken us. I mean, we've been doing this. We're in our seventh year. I'm sorry. I feel like I owe you an apology. Uh, you do. It's you totally owe me an apology. <laughs> <laughs> I put the blame on Ty. Ty, it's taken you this long to come up with something, an excuse no. for us to bring you <laughs> all, all your Very fault. Point. No, I, I we're so glad to have you on, Ty, um, especially because I know you I and I have it. talked a ton, and I'm always yeah. grateful for that chance. So um, tell us, what what did we just watch? Well, I think you just watched the sneak peek of one of our episodes off of the upcoming series, Chasing Cardboard. I think Chasing? the showed. I didn't, I didn't see it on the screen. Yeah, Chasing Cardboard. That was, that was actually the official trailer. Okay official trailer awesome. that's public on YouTube that you guys debuted last week. And when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, we got to get, I mean, we got to talk about this. So yeah, yeah, I mean, you guys are known for producing some great content, but this seems to have taken it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Where'd the idea come from? Who's involved? Give us the 411. The idea came from really just us trying to figure out what was missing in the hobby. And we felt like there was just a lot of investment content, a lot of content that was just uh, focused on, on um, opening boxes and doing the typical stuff that we're all used to. And Matt Coleman is a super talented producer who, who works with us on the bench clear side. 
And we have Mike Moynihan and Tyson Banker, who are two of the best guys in the hobby, and I love working with them. And so we thought, man, why don't we come up with something that is more TV ready, something that we could go pitch to networks sure, and say, hey, let, let's let's live a day in the life of somebody who's literally chasing cardboard in so many different aspects. And it it has a little bit of an American picker style to it, but there's so many different directions we go in each episode that I think people are going to like the diversity of kind of what we what we do. So it's really well done. I can't wait to show you guys. One of my favorite shows that only had three seasons was called Toy Hunter. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with that, yeah. but they went looking for toys. And this reminded me a little bit of that. And I'm like, this is so needed. <laughs> Why haven't we had this? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised we haven't had it, honestly. And there's lots of people who could do it. And I think some of us have done it to certain degrees, but to to put 22 minute episodes together, 23 minute episodes together, and to get it in a way that we feel like a grandpa could watch it with his grandkids, uh, a mom could sit down with her kids, a 17 year old card investor could watch it and all enjoy it in different capacities it was really hard to do. Well, yeah. So tell us a little bit about that because you do say like, oh, everybody can understand the story. Everybody could relate to it and anybody could do it, except it takes a lot of time to make one 22 minute episode and you're (laughs) traveling, you're going places, new places, and you've got to have the team with you as well in order to get the content. Um, Tell us a little bit about that that challenge and then what to expect as far as episodes, where to view, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, when Matt told me there was going to be, he's like, it's going to be a challenge, Ty. Like, I don't think you realize how hard this is going to be. And then we, we went and recorded our first episode and it took two trips to Texas and it took tens of thousands of dollars to acquire collections and have all the extra footage. I, we definitely took a step back and said, okay, do we really want to do this? Like, is it really (laughs) worth us committing to this? And we, we kind of doubled down on it and when, when I say it's kind of a little bit for everybody, uh, you know, there's a, there's an element of buying collections. And I think everybody to a certain degree always wonders what happens when you go uncover a collection with somebody or you walk in and you're kind of going through stuff and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what's in here? Mm-hmm. So we kind of give you that sneak peek behind the scenes look. And then we go into people's houses and they pull out their collections and sometimes we don't even buy them. And we're just helping them uncover what they have and tell them, hey, did you know this? You know, this Jimmy Brown rookie you have here is worth, you know, multiple thousands of dollars and they have it, you know, in a penny sleeve inside of a book. And like to see them experience that is super fun. Um, So there's a lot of there's just a lot of uh, enjoyment from my side of it, you know, as a collector, seeing kind of people bring back those memories. When does episode one officially air? So we have a three episode season uh, airing in, in May. So okay. May 2nd, I believe is the Monday episode one comes out and then every week we have an episode, but the best part about this and, and there'll be more details on this next week is we have this little chase, this little chase that we're allowing viewers to go on through cool. the episodes cool. and, and crack a code and win <sighs> thousands of dollars along the journey. It's going to be pretty fun. I, I cannot wait to unveil this next week. It's oh, really it's- unique, something I don't think anyone's done yet. So. It sounds wow. like a blast. Um, uh, now, our producer, James Gale, has told us that you've brought a clip with you that nobody's seen yet. Is that right? 
That is. I, I sent James a, a little sneak peek of episode two. And okay. uh, yeah, we're walking into a guy's house, Carl, and going through his collection for the first time in 20 something years. And well, it was, you get to see a little bit of it. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's check it out. We are here. Excited to see Carl. Carl. Tyler. Hi, Carl. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you. So this well, is one of the, two of the grandkids. Two, or is that the same? Is no, that baby? Two nope. of the grandkids. So this is the family, same family over here. Oh, yeah. And You know, we walked in to meet Carl and Kathy, and it was just so sweet because the moment we walked in, they wanted to sit down and have pizza with us. They wanted to share a moment, break bread together. And look, we didn't even know these, these two, but five minutes and I felt like we were a part of their family. So being able to sit down with them and their hospitality was something that was really special. All because we connected over little pieces of cardboard with sports figures on it. So sweet. <laughs> you saw it here first on Go GTS live it helps that you're extremely personable but what's i mean what is there any apprehension i mean what 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 level of i mean how much conversations have been had before you actually get to the door yeah so the clip you saw was with carl and actual voice conversations that was the first so we tried we we literally (laughs) tried to keep these as kind of untouched as possible uh, some of the collections we buy, we had to vet them out a little bit before we, you know, we brought in all of our equipment and stuff. But some of those personal ones like that, I mean, that's our first time talking face to face, and it it's pretty fun because we're getting we're kind of surprised by things, and we're like, oh shoot, what do we do here? It makes it it makes it even better, I think. Ivan, you've got experience, you know, and know the challenges of producing a segment like that. I mean, I know you're probably got a hundred questions to ask Ty, but what, 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 what are the good questions boil down to? Well, so I'm stuck because uh, aside from producing content and all that, I've kind of done what he's done on a very micro scale, helped a few people go through collections and I've seen the great and I've seen the bad. So I don't know which one I should ask, like, like what was, or maybe both, what was, can you give us one like gym that was just full of joy and were there any of the total groans where it's like, oh, I've got this Jimmy Brown rookie and you flip it over and it says 2007 reprint on it. <laughs> <laughs> a good uh, and a bad. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there was a, a couple bads where we, we were all in on a collection, right? You know, we, we had multiple thousands of dollars of cash with us to buy collections and we'd go there and we're in a guy's garage and we're thinking, oh my gosh, we got to get out of here quick. Um, sure. you know, like this is Wait, not quick, expected. quick, Call like, like, like there's alligators. Like what, what do you mean? Quick, <laughs> like he no, like, robs us and we're stuck with his junk wax. <laughs> not, not to that extreme. No, more like, um, gosh, darn, we're just wasting time. You know, we know we have to get stuff done and then you get, you get, and we'll, you'll see this in episode one. We get kind of these random cryptic emails from people and we had one come up last minute in Houston. And it was this guy who just needed money. And we're, it's like 10 o'clock at night. So we travel out to see him. 
And he ends up being just a really cool guy. Doesn't want to be on camera. We film this collection and we buy it for $1,000, 1030 at night. I have to run to an ATM at a gas station. <laughs> and we get in the car. I don't even know what we really got. We get in the car and we start unpacking and it's just got like, Michael Jordan, um, 90s inserts and and Peyton Manning rookies and Randy Moss autos. And it's just an awesome collection that we sent off to get graded at SGC and end up being really one of the best buys that we had out of the entire month. So it's just, you never know what you're going to get. And I guess that's the part of it, right? You just keep chasing until something hits. I love it. I love it. Uh, Really, really cool. (laughs) Do you have anything else before we let Ty go, Ivan? Um, well, so where, where can we see it? What's the plan? What's the distribution look like? Yeah. So uh, you guys know we're on bench clear media. A lot of us guys work together on bench clear. It'll be distributed through its own channel called chasing cardboard, which we spun up over the last month. Uh, or you can go to ChasingCardboard.tv and watch things kind of unveil on the timeline there on the website. So you'll want to pay attention to it because next week we'll unveil the, the code that you have to crack over the okay. course of the season. And then is, is there, there certain a, social media or do we just follow? I was just going to say. <laughs> it's like you've done this before, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything's under Chasing Cardboard. Um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff's under the same label. Ch- we chasing, trademarked the name. Chasing Cards. Chasing Cards TV. Chasing Cardboard TV, yep. Or maybe it's Chasing Cards. Yeah, you're right. I see, but the name is Chasing Cardboard. So whichever right. one you type into Twitter search, it should come up. Awesome, it'll, man. It'll you bring you there. The well, hobby's road like trip. Made, We're all going it, on it together. Yeah, I can't wait to go on this journey with you as as a viewer. And um, yeah, we'll uh, you know we'll be tuned in and doing anything we can to help promote this because uh, you know Ivan and I are both big fans of you breaker culture and the bench clear media network. But more importantly, um, when someone puts an investment like this into a passion, uh, that is the hobby. We want it to be successful for Mm -hmm. you. So we'll do everything we can to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that. I really do. Absolutely. All right. Ty Wilson, Chasing Cardboard is the name of the brand new web series. Can't wait to watch. Ty, have a great night. Thanks for joining us. All right, boys. See ya. All righty. Bye-bye. I'm excited, Ivan. When I saw that, I mean, I don't think it would had near it had it even ended yet. And I was already like IMing you or DMing you on Twitter, going, uh, yeah, we uh I want to have Ty on. Well, <laughs> you, you get it. Like they, they hit the nail on the head and you get it. You get what the show is mm-hmm. the second you start and you're excited to see, just like I said, you know, is it uncovering a thousand dollar collection that ends up being worth, you know, tens of thousands maybe graded, or is it showing up driving seven hours and it's reprints like, yeah, I, and you know what? I, it's no secret that you and I are both big fans of Ty. I, man, I am rooting for him to be able to sell this to a TV network because that would just be, um, 
if anybody is deserving of being able to, uh, uh, of really landing a good monetization deal for the content and the hours and hours they've put into it, Ty is that person. So, well, the second question is what, what network was that toy, toy show that you talked toy about? Toy Hunter was, uh, yeah. was on, I think it was on nowhere near as cool as this. Yeah. Nowhere near as much opportunity as this. I'm no, not even close. Uh, I think it was on Bravo or yeah. Andy. Okay, somebody pick yeah. up this show. Somebody watch watch. Oh yeah, the pilot, this is pick up this already looks even better. So, oh wow, super cool. All right. Um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm so glad we were able to make that happen. We have yeah. other stuff going on in the hobby to talk about, though, as Ooh. well. Um, a few news notes and nuggets along the way here in our hobby happening segment. And I'm going to give you a heads up. It's chocked filled with awesome video content. This segment is yeah. so let's dive right into it. Uh, well, Fox business news recently took a deep dive into the current state of the sports collectibles market and reported that the global market was valued at $412 billion in 221 and is projected to reach $692.4 billion by 2032, according to research done by Market Decipher. Part of the reason for these lofty valuations is that more and more people are recognizing collectibles as a tradable asset class, as we've been talking a lot about over the last year. Ross Hoffman, who is the CEO of Golden, said the growth in uh, collectibles was due to passion investing in nostalgia as people don't want to invest in something that they can't feel and touch. He also said people are approaching collectibles from a finance angle, believing it to be a rare asset that they can sell for more in the future. The third reason is the prevalence of fantasy sports, which sports, which has exploded, as we all know, in popularity in recent years. We could have done a whole segment on just this article, so be sure to check it out for yourself for more information about the sports collectibles industry from a purely business angle. I know. I, I want to jump into editorial segment now and just dive on that. I know. Uh, we will move on. <laughs> There's so much to cover in the show tonight, including this absolutely awesome news here. On the 75th anniversary of Major League Baseball's Jackie Robinson Day, Topps Project 70 artist James Mims provided some insight into the man that Jackie was off the diamond, saying, even up until his death, he was always fighting for causes that were for his people. Watch Mims talk about that here. Jim Gilliam, who's the first base coach with the Dodgers, was my godfather. He was roommates with Jackie Robinson. I knew about Jackie Robinson, but I didn't know the depth. I mean, you learned about him. But as I got older, the stories became not Jackie Robinson, the baseball player, it was Jackie Robinson, the man. Very few stories were told about what was going on on the field as opposed to what he was going through off of the field. And people depict this man as a gracious and forgiving person. Very, very matter of fact. And that's one of the things that Major League Baseball did not like about him. Because as soon as they lift that ban off of him, they realize now that all that he had in him was starting to come out. 
Because when you really, really stop and think about it, it's hard to really even imagine being the first and dealing with that on a daily, daily basis. And even up until his death, he was always fighting for causes that were for his people. So I really didn't learn so much about his game baseball-wise, I learned about the man. And that's one of the things that I pride myself in as far as just having integrity, treating people the way you want to be treated. And if they don't, then you treat them how they're treating you. That was one of the things that Jackie, I will not turn the other cheek. You know, that, that's kind of like my motto. So I learned about Jackie Robinson, the man. Also, if you haven't heard already, Top Studios has launched a live streaming show on Twitch, which combines pack and box rips, hobby talk, sports, gameplay, and more. Here's a teaser. This is what the packs look like. We've got another pack. This is the Series 1 premiere party. <gasps> no! Wander Franco. Vlad Jr., Wander Franco. Look at all that foil. What a night. This is a curveball. Boom. It is strikeouts. Wheeler, Scherzer, and Burns. This card is sick. We got a die cut Mane card. This is the hardest card in the set. You heard it here first. Lewis Hamilton, winner in Turkey. This foil is insanity. Checkoutmycards.com, also known as ComC, provided some updates to their Q1 operations this year that might be of note to many of you who are users of the platform. President Julia Getch recently posted some details on the company's blog, including the fact that the company realized increases of cards shipped by 16% and cards listed by 22% over the fourth quarter of 2021. ComC also announced the reopening of scheduled submission drop-offs at their headquarters, for those of you in the Pacific Northwest, and that collectors will be seeing a ComC booth at many more events throughout the continental United States and Canada this year for collectors to also drop off submissions in person. So stay tuned to the ComC blog for more of those events being posted as they pop up. Well, the United States Postal Service made an announcement that's going to make nobody happy. They recently announced that many GoGTS Live prize winners will experience longer delivery times for <laughs> those first-class packages. Now, Their exact it, words. <laughs> it isn't anything personal against the GoGTS Live shipping department per se, but instead the result of across-the-board changes. Oh. The U.S. Postal Service will slow down first-class package service for packages that travel longer distances by transporting them by ground instead of by air. Packages traveling the greatest distances will obviously be the most effective. 32% of volume will see the service standard increase by one or two days. You can read a complete statement of this garbage on the USPS website.
Wow. Talk about a blast from the past. That's right. Starting lineups are back. If you were a sports fanatic or collector, or even just a kid back in the 80s and 90s, chances are you had a few starting lineup action figures on your shelf or in your bin. The new product line will continue its legacy of bringing fans and collectors their favorite athletes in action figure form, but in an all-new modern format. We still have yet to know what that means appearance-wise. I, for one, am very excited to see. Starting September 22nd, products from the starting lineup brand will be available exclusively on Hasbro Pulse, as well as across the Fanatics network of online sites, including fanatics.com and official league stores. You can sign up for email notifications of the launch at hasbropulse.com slash pages slash starting lineup, starting dash lineup. They need to fix cool. the internet so that reading it out loud works better. <laughs> Somebody get on that. Yeah. Last week, we told you about Loop sponsorship arrangement with the Miami Marlins. Here's some sights and sounds from this past weekend's home opener. Check it out. What's going on, guys? We're here in front of the Lone Depot Park where the Miami Marlins are set to kick off their season to a sold-out crowd. It is absolutely electric here. The vibes are immaculate, and we are so excited that baseball is finally back. Now, Loop has partnered up officially with the Miami Marlins, and for that, we're super excited for what lays ahead this season. Now, if you guys are in the area, head down to Loop Sports Cards in Miami. You might be able to rip some packs and maybe even find your favorite player. We've talked a lot about Topps' plans under Fanatics to expand marketing, especially when it comes to live events. Well, we've got a pretty cool announcement from them regarding MLS and Sports Card Night. The New York Red Bulls will be hosting their team's first ever Sports Card Night at a live match when they face off against Toronto FC on Saturday, June 18th. The event is being sponsored by Tops in association with Bleaker Trading. Tickets for the game are on sale now, so if you're a soccer collector in the Northeast, this should be right up your alley. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, even more news from Loop. Their content creation continues to build momentum with the release of the debut episode of the Loop Seller Spotlight which features GTS customer hit seekers talking about the opening of their brand new store. Watch this. started collecting in 1971 when I was seven and uh, my main source of card acquisition was through the cashing in of pop bottles. We teased earlier this uh, month the Sotheby's auction for the Diego Maradona Hand of God gold jersey. It opened for bidding yesterday and to get this, it immediately set the all-time record for a game-used uniform with an initial bid of $6.32 million. Yes, soccer collectors are insane. And there's a reason that the soccer hobby is growing. 
The previous Jersey record was 5.64 million, which had been held by Babe Ruth for a road Jersey that was sold by hunt auctions in 2019. What's incredible beyond that initial price is that bidding for this item doesn't end for another 12 days (laughs) at its current pace. Well, let's not get too crazy, but imagine if it could top $10 million, that would potentially double the record for a jersey. We'll be keeping an eye on this and report on the closing bid in a couple of weeks. And also congratulations to that player that had the foresight to do the player swap and stick that jersey in a bank vault for 20 years. No kidding. Well, the new season of The Card Life presented by Loop and hosted by Red Sox pitcher Matt Strahan started airing yesterday with the release of episode one. And part of it features one of my PC players. Here's a teaser. This month on The Card Life presented by Loop. I asked my wife, wouldn't it be cool if I could take all the commons in my closet and trade them for a Wagner? I got the wheels turning. I love the rare stuff the obscure stuff, and I've always been drawn to that. It's really cool. It means a lot that something that I created and something that we did for the museum in Joe's name is resonating with people this way. Card Life presented by Loop, the first television show dedicated to the sports card hobby. I'm your host, Matt Strom. This month is all about the state of South Carolina. And this month, we truly do go across the state. We start in Conway with the story of one man's journey from factory worker to math teacher to the Baseball Hall of Fame, accomplished by creating jaw-dropping art from cut-up sports cards. We'll show you some of the incredible rare cards from the Mangini Collection in North Charleston and then head to the Shoeless Joe Jackson Baseball Museum, where a card art set is raising money for a great cause. We also opened some boxes of 2021 Topps Tribute with our friends at Pristine Auction. Wrestling cards have been on fire lately. And here's a pretty cool deal from Upper Deck for AEW wrestling fans. For a limited time, collectors can score a nine-card AEW Spectrum sheet with the purchase of any AEW memorabilia from the Upper Deck store. Visit the Upper Deck store for more details and to shop your favorite AEW stars and score that bonus sheet. And finally, Beckett Grading Services has announced that they've reopened its standard service with a new pricing structure and a relatively lengthy turnaround time of four to five months, although realistic, most likely. Standard service prices prices, <laughs> are now $30 per card without subgrades and $50 with subgrades. And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. Way to go, James. A lot of moving parts in there. Oh, tons of video action. Thank you so much. All right. Whew. Right. Show's cooking though. We are we are moving along 
fast and well. And I'm looking at what's next. Next up, we've got our box breaks. That's freaking exciting, especially because, Rob, I'm super excited for the products this week. We're starting it off with Upper Deck. And, man, Rob, I've loved how much Upper Deck there's been on the timeline, in the news, and on our show the last couple of weeks. For sure. Um, I, I may be getting ahead of myself a little, but the second part of our Upper Deck interview, I know we actually ended up not having time for that this week. Is that going live on YouTube for them to see? Because there's so many good Easter eggs in there about Goodwin Champions. Yeah, we'll put it up tomorrow, James says. Awesome. So that's going to be on the back burner one more day, but we'll make sure to tweet that out and let you know because they literally revealed some hidden content that I don't think is still has not hit eBay yet from Goodwin Champions. Let me pull it up here. So we wanted to know... Oh, we're getting there. We're on our way to 300, 256 people weighing in about an hour left with many of us experiencing the effects of unprecedented inflation for the first time in our adult lives. How is it impacting your hobby budget purchases? Spending less 37.1 spending a lot less 29.3 actually spending more 5.9 still since spending the same 27.7 so that percentage went down a little bit so 63.4 percent um saying they're spending less in some degree still time to weigh in if you haven't already we'd really love to see that number get up over 300 just to see how that shifts things around from a percentage standpoint um We also have a special video segment that we want to share with you. You know, sometimes in this hobby journey, uh, I find myself wondering if we collectively are creating idols by devoting just an inordinate amount of time in our collecting pursuits when that time, honestly, may be better served by devoting it to other areas of our life, like uh, that are, you know, more important, like faith or family. And while I still think it's important to weigh those things into our decision-making process almost every day, uh, I'm reminded about why I started collecting again and how it helped me overcome my own struggles with substance abuse. And in the process allowed me to develop numerous relationships that eventually led me to the career I have today. I came across a video this week that further reminded me that the hobby itself is more than just about cards. Mm. It's about community. David Adams recently launched a philanthropic initiative called Cards Matter. Here's the first part of a video featuring the company's first recipient. Watch this. Hello, my name is Chris Bandura. I'm the director of athlete and community relations for David Adams. Our company began as a small card shop over 30 years ago in Western New York. During this time, we have proudly established ourselves as one of the largest card retailers in the world. We have also learned how tight the collecting community truly is and what a family it's become. The hobby has taken Dave and Adams to places within the industry we could have never dreamed of. With our hobby reaching such incredible heights, we wanted to find a way to give back to the community that has given us so much. That's why we created Cards Matter. Cards Matter is our initiative to help show support to those family members within the hobby at the times when they need it the most. In this series, 
you'll hear stories of individuals within our hobby that have struggled with adversity in some way. Cards Matter was created to bring positivity to those individuals struggling with this adversity and to show them the support that truly surrounds them. There's so many reasons of why we collect and why we got into the hobby. The one thing we can all agree on, cards matter. Jimmy Freiberg and I have known each other for about 20 years. Jimmy was born just outside of Chicago, grew up there. Half of his family is Bears fans and half of his family are Packer fans. So he had family that lived in Wisconsin and they would spend summers up there. So even though his brother is a Bears fan, he's a diehard Packer fan. He was little um, and he got his first little stack of cards and him and his friend, um, from Chicago, that was their thing to do as a kid, and he would do his research on players and then go back to try and collect the card. And for them at that point, it was just to have a portfolio of them, essentially, and the cool, like, this is my player, and that kind of regard. And then it just kind of took off from there, and, you know, things in life happen, and you get older, and it kind of took a little bit of a back burner, but it was always still embedded in him. It was always, oh, look, I met this celebrity and here they signed this. And those are things that just, that was his thing. I didn't understand the satisfaction behind it at first um, until I saw the passion come alive in him with it. Like it was something that truly gave him joy. Um, and he loved what he did. He loved these wonderful pieces of cardboard and loved to play with them and would, would be up all night till three, four in the morning, just going through them and organizing them. And um, it just became a part of who he was and us. This year would have been 12 years together um, and eight years married. Um, so we actually met during the Women's World Cup one year, but along that time, one of my friends was getting married and I knew he ran one of the nightclubs and I was like, oh cool, I can do your bachelorette party. Let me let me call up my friend real quick and see what you know he can offer us. And that's how he got my number. And from there, it was just, it's the never ending joke of he just never left. Everyone always said it was me who saved him and I say it's him who saved me, but it's, it was a bigger picture. It was finding something that gave him a different joy than the nightlife and the picking up an alcoholic beverage. Like that, this became what he channeled that energy into and he took off with it. He overcame alcoholism. And so by doing that, it was through the cards and through the sports and the, the camaraderie he, he met with people. But it took him a while to adjust from the nightlife scene. He didn't know what to do with himself at night or on the weekends because he never had weekends off, especially at night. And I think that's why, while my daughter and I are sleeping, he's in his office sorting cards, looking under the magnifying glass, the bright light, trying to figure out what's, what's more important than the other and organizing. That would be his alone time and his time to really just have him. Once he knew what he overcame, 
his new mission was making me, my daughter, and his son happy and building that relationship with him that he didn't always have. You know, him and his son had done probably like 30 different major league and minor league ballparks. Um, they'd, you know, flown to cities and then driven around and tried to do the, you know, four or five things they could reach in that part of the country. And so that's why sports became their communication together. And then as he got older, it became a better relationship and he put his whole heart and soul into making sure his kids were number one. We both loved sports and, you know, that was our thing together and we always made that a mission. Now, it could be a signed helmet, it could just be a photo with a player, any little thing and that just became who we were and, you know, we brought our daughter along and now she enjoys doing that and it's not just a card. It's not, it's not what I thought it was. It's not just a piece of paper. It's not a piece of cardboard with somebody's picture on it. It's what goes behind it. It's the camaraderie. It's the enlightenment it gets you. It's the joy. It's that feeling like a little kid again inside. So it is. It is more than just a card. It is what it brings you, what it gives you, the meaning behind it. All right. So we'll finish the second part of that after our world debut box breaks coming up later in the program makes you feel good though doesn't it rob yeah absolutely um but sad uh as well so um i like to focus on the positive in addition to our world debut box breaks which we'll be um taking a look at here shortly we have a few other Um, products releasing this week and we'll cover them here in hot in the shop kicking it off with 2022 tops archives signature series baseball cards active player edition 20 boxes in a case one buyback autograph card per box uh, each autograph card is in case features a premium gold foil stamped um, you know, on it, designating it as a buyback card. And Tops is saying it features one of the most robust lists of signers to date. So things to keep in mind, every card is signed on card. Every card's numbered, every card encased, every card foil stamped. Checklist is up on gogts.net. Also in hobby shops this week and featuring... A card for me to collect of my favorite player, who you may know switched teams last season. 2021 Tops Big League Baseball cards. And yes, you did hear me right, 2021. So if you're a Chris Bryant fan like me, you can still find him in a Cubs uniform. If you're a rookie card chaser, you can find rookie cards of players like Cabrian Hayes, as we just showed you. Now, this is a super family-friendly product. Uh, Look at those cool inserts like Defensive Wizards, Mookie Betts. And when I say family-friendly, I also mean family-friendly price point. However, there are autographs. They're a little bit harder to chase and hit, but man, what a robust list of signers in this product. So if you do hit an autograph, they could be really freaking cool. And get this, collector boxes, which include a Super 7 figure. So again, you want to talk about For the Kids, check out 2021 Tops Big League Baseball, where you can get a Super 7 action figure of your favorite player, as well as hit their card or hit their auto. Check that out in hobby shops this week. Yeah, my daughter opened a box 
<laughs> pulled a Juan Soto out of it a few years ago. Auto. <clears throat> Rookie auto. Uh, last but not least, in this segment anyway, 2022 Super Break Super Slabs Multi-Sport Buyback Edition. So a ton of stuff going on here. First off, it's the lowest SRP multi-sport box ever produced by Super Break. And every card is slabbed. Look for tops, rookies, prospect stars, the Hall of Famers, all major sports. Look for PSA 10s, BGS 10s, one of one autos, patch autos, RPAs, black labels, hollows, silvers, and more. Key rookies, big time prospects, Hall of Famers, and many, many more. And that's going to do it for this edition of Hot in the Shop. But not really, because we have two. Uh, we've got part two of that heartfelt story from DA Card World and their new philanthropic endeavor called Cards Matter. Watch this and we'll be back to announce the winners and put a bow on it. When I retired from hospitality, I called him up and said, hey, you know, I think I'm gonna try to buy the baseball card store. And before the words were out of my mouth, he was like, I'm in. Jimmy's talent was that whether you were, you know, a five, eight-year-old kid, um, you were a mom trying to find a birthday present for your son and you didn't know, you know, like, I know he likes a football team and the, the uniforms are black and blue. And Jimmy would help take the mom through the process. Okay, those probably the, the Panthers. Oh yeah, that's it, okay, do you know, does he like Cam Newton? Is it like DJ Moore? Is it like Christian McCaffrey? I don't know. Well, do you know, was a guy running? Was he catching? And, and Jimmy would just help the parent along. And with kids, the same kind of thing is they would come in with a Ziploc baggie with their cards in it. And Jimmy would say, okay, well, this is how you use a penny sleeve. And this is how you use a top loader. And we have extras that we, we kind of save for kids. And Jimmy would take the kid through the process of, of you know, protecting their cards and, and helping to grow the hobby. Working at the shop, it was teaching the little boys that would come in and really educating them like, okay, so yes, you have X, Y, and Z player, but this is the card that you want to look for, or these are the better cards if you're going to collect. There's a picture of Jimmy that I'll get you if, you if you haven't seen his Facebook page of him DJing and he's on stage and he's just smiling and it's taken from the point where the crowd's in the background and there's like a thousand people behind him and Jimmy's making him do whatever he wants with the music and controlling the crowd and, and that picture is, is Jimmy in a nutshell. I mean he was a man who did so much starting with the military followed by nightlife entertainment and putting on these big concerts and and now this, and he, you know, I'm grateful that he got to, unfortunately, end life doing the one thing that gave him the most joy. We're going, attempting to go through all of these boxes that he had, and, you know, we sat down as a family to try and pick out some things that we wanted, and we actually had so much fun doing that. Like, granted, we messed up his old order, and we just kept laughing because we are like, he's cursing us right now from up there, and. But it was, it was a whole new enlightenment to the hobby itself. It unfortunately took that for me to really understood 
how why he liked it so much because it it's an adrenaline rush it's this like moment of joy like okay cool like yeah i got five Aaron judges but they're all five different ones so the day that jimmy passed away was a saturday when he left here friday he's like tomorrow's gonna be the greatest day ever i'm like what's tomorrow he goes well we got duke north carolina at six we got the first soccer match in charlotte at eight and then the ufc fights at 10 it's masvidal and covington i'm like Oh, that's a pretty good sports day. You know, and I, Jimmy passed away that morning and I found myself sitting in my chair at six o'clock watching Duke Carolina and on soccer match. And then I bought the UFC pay-per-view and there was 10 different times during that four hour span that I wanted to just text him. Little things like that, that I'll probably miss the most. His legacy to me is who he was as a person. It's the undeniable thoughtfulness for other people. It's the putting people ahead and just truly wanting to make other people happy and find joy. Because once he found his joy, it was his mission to give people joy. Whether it be through something big, through something small, hey, you're going through a hard time, call me. Before you pick up that next drink, call me. If you're stuck somewhere, call me, I will come get you. So it's always the selflessness it, it's just who he was thank you so much for your time and sharing and talking about jimmy and his legacy you know on behalf of cards matter and david adams we'd love to present your family with twenty-five thousand dollars to kind of help you guys on your way and hopefully solidify the legacy i appreciate you guys so much thank you you guys thank have you. no idea thank you it means so much thank you